podcast devoted to bringing you some spiritual nourishment to help you get you through your day, every day, Monday through Friday. Now, motivations are a tricky thing. Jeremiah 17.9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And it's true. Do I enjoy playing music because I just love the art form and I have to create? Or because it's an enjoyable relational experience to make music with your friends? Or because I can use music to worship God? Or because I enjoy the applause and affirmation? Or because it's a good way to pick up girls? Certainly the last one is no longer in the uh, motivational matrix. But at various points in my life, all of these factors played into my desire to make music. And more often than not, there were multiple motivations firing at the same time. They're a tricky thing. We're called to bring a sacrifice of praise. But while leading musical worship takes time and effort and intentionality and sacrifice, I also enjoy it. Does that negate from my worship to God that I enjoy some of it for its own sake and not exclusively as a means of praising God? I think the answer to that question is no, but it just kind of shows you the difficulty of unpacking and deciphering motivations. I say all of that to say that God also has motivations for the things that he does. And they are also often multiple and nuanced. A number of people have taken issue with the Michael W. Smith song, Above All, precisely because of this issue of motivations. The lyric goes, you took the fall and thought of me above all. Well, is that true? Was Jesus' highest thought on the cross about humanity, about me and you? Or was it about the glory of the Father and his plan for redemption, doing the will of God? Does the lyric elevate concern for humanity above concern for God? Many argue that it does, and I tend to agree with them. But however you land on that particular song, we must acknowledge that both motivations are at play in what Christ did on the cross. Doing the will of the Father, glorifying Him, and love and concern for humanity. And more importantly, maybe you can empathize a little bit with your worship leader as he's thinking through which songs to sing on a weekly basis. At any rate, I want to read a section from Psalm 106. This is a historical psalm. And it kind of chronicles um, the up and down nature of Israel's uh, walk with the Lord, but more importantly, God's character and who he is through the lens of how he has worked in Israel's story. So this is Psalm 106, starting in verse 1. Praise the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare his praise? Blessed are they who observe justice and do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them, for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. So here talking about God saving Israel, the motivation that is shown here in verse 8 
is that God saved his people for his name's sake, that he might show himself as the kind of God that saves, the kind of God that has mercy, the kind of God that has the power to rescue a nation because of his goodness and greatness. But as we skip along to verse 44, it says, Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Now, later in the same psalm, we see God saving because of his people's sake, for their good, to their benefit, because of his love for them, he saves. We see here that God operates for multiple reasons. And when we emphasize one over another, we miss the full beauty and truth of who our God is. We are not the main character of the story. God is the main character of the story. God is the main character of my story and your story. And heaven forbid that we should think that the reason God saved us is because we are so special that of course he would. We are special because he saved us. That said, we see throughout Scripture that God's love for us, for his people, motivates his actions. Adjacent to both of these sentences, talking about God's motivation, comes a a reference to his steadfast love, which he has in abundance. God's desire for his glory takes nothing away from his love for us. And his amazing love for an unlovely humanity only adds to his glory. So what's our takeaway? Well, for one, read all of your Bible. Anytime we take a puzzle piece away from the picture of who God is, we miss out on seeing the fullness of his beauty and the truth of all that he is. There is always something to be learned about God every time you crack open the scriptures. Secondly, we can remember that God is the hero of the story. Every time God blesses us, he deserves the credit, the thanks, the glory. It is his, not ours. And finally, we can take comfort in the fact that God does receive glory when he saves and blesses and befriends sinners like us. God doing us good does God good, which is good news for us. Glory to God. God, we thank you that you are about your glory and help us to also be about your glory, that the lives we lead would reflect the goodness of our God, would reflect our Heavenly Father, who has saved us and called us into his marvelous light. And Lord, we thank you for your great love which you show us, that it is part of your goodness to do good to us, to save us even though we don't deserve saving, to make us more like you, to continue to be faithful to us even when we are faithless. God, we pray that you would help us to remember this, to meditate on your word, to read the whole of your scripture, that we might know you more love you more, and worship you more. Do this in us, God, for your glory and our good, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.